Right, it's true. He doesn't really need an introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. It's uh, former Peachtree United defender Gabby Zakwani, a.k.a. The Wall. In fact, to be fair, what I should have done was not have you in view and would have just yeah. had the back in. <laughs> that would have been a great bit of not wrong, yeah. not wrong. Too late now, too late now. Um, so, Gabs, I, I want to talk to you about your, your time at Posh. Um, obviously, you had uh, some great years at the club, came back on loan as well. Let, let's start right from the beginning, because you actually joined on loan um, for a season, as it turned out to be. Um, what can you remember about how that move came about? Well, I do actually remember with the Posh thing, um, I was at Fulham. Um, I was training, I think I think I was training and uh, they got a call from Darren Ferguson. Um, and at the time I was a little bit sceptical because I was sort of supposed to go back to Stoke um, at the time. So I was in the middle of like sort of trying to sort out a move back to Stoke. So I kind of, I didn't decline it, but I said, and I had a week, uh, an international game uh, the next week. So I said, I'll make up my mind when I get back. So I'll think, I'll, I'll think about it while I was there. But he was so persistent. Um, Darren kept calling, kept calling the club, and literally I had Aaron McLean on my back as well. So <laughs> I couldn't have to block him for a couple of weeks. <laughs> he was literally calling me every two seconds, saying, "No, you're what we need," and giving me, telling me all about uh, the gaffer, uh, the plans for the club. Uh, then, then I sort of done my research. I looked it up uh, because the, at the time, the only memory I had of Peterborough was playing in the FA Youth Cup game. Uh, against Peter Brand, getting knocked out um, with Leighton Orient. So, yeah, I didn't have the best memory there because I was heartbroken after that. <laughs> and uh, then, but I'd sort of, I started communicating with Darren and I liked what he was saying. Um, I know it's the typical thing everyone says, but he does have this aura and persuasion where he kind of just tells you his plans and you believe him. You believe every word he says. And Aaron was telling me things. And I know Aaron from a long time when I was at Leighton Orient. Uh, I knew he wouldn't sort of, just set me up to you know to, to mm. fail basically so he he was telling me I was sort of what we needed at the time uh and then I went on my international break and that's how I come back uh, if it was signed you know I didn't I told I told even Pulis said give him an extra week to sort out the deal uh with Stoke but I said no I'm going here I'm going to play games and just see how it goes it was on loan yeah, I guess the advantage was it was a long-term loan and not just a, a short-term loan. Because as you say, if you've been playing games, you don't want to be going from, you know, stop-start again. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I initially I signed six months um, with, with Peterborough. Uh, so I signed six months. I, I was, I, it was a beautiful permanent anyway. So we sort of just wanted to see how it goes. Um, and if I, I remember correctly, I think that started not too, not the best um, at the time. So coming to a new league uh, on a high, but I think there was a few, or, or there were wins, but there, there was a lot of goals in the, in the games. It didn't change much when I come anyway, <laughs> but the excitement and uh, there was, I think there was a defeat. Um, and yeah, they told me to come in and I trained and it was just a different sort of environment that, that I was used to. Everyone was so close. It was like a family knit club. Everyone knew everyone. I knew everyone uh, within a few weeks um, and it just settled in so quickly and it felt like home straight away, if I'm honest. It was like love at first sight, to be honest. Coming to be <laughs> it was weird because obviously you made your debut actually away at Northampton. That was your first game, uh, local yeah. derby. Obviously, just yeah. come back off international duty. Probably hadn't trained much, I wouldn't think, um, as well leading up to the game. Was that the ideal sort of thing for a player like you to just be thrown straight in at the deep end, go out, do your thing? Yeah, I mean, I came back, uh, I think I did one training session, if I remember correctly. Um, I, was, 
I miss my shit McCallum in the session. <laughs> uh, to, to, to call that because uh, it was day for a game. So it was it was it was, uh, it was just me typically. I think they knew sort of my character straight away. Um, and then yeah, I got thrown in uh, straight away, and it was basically the, probably the perfect game to come into because of sort of the rivalry um, that's with Northampton, and you know, for me to see sort of what Peter was about, and you know, the fans, it was it was packed, and I've really enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, you mentioned you smashed Mikel the day before. Um, before <laughs> we go on to actually looking at the the games and all that kind of stuff. As a, as a, I put this in inverted commas, no-nonsense defender, but we know you've got the ping in the locker. Um, <laughs> was it hard in training? Because obviously you, your natural instinct is to smash everybody because that's, that's your game. Do you have to try and tailor it? How many times did the gaffer say to you, look, just, just chill, play at 70%? I mean, yeah, he said it all the time. He said, um, I used to say in the, in the contact games, well, everything's contact for me, really, to be fair. But I mean, it's like, it's... That's why it's really, it's hard for me. I try, the, the beginning of the week, I'll go all out, you know. So if I do smash someone accidentally, then there's a bit of time to recover. But on, on the Friday, if, if everyone knows me, I'll take it really chill uh, the day before. Uh, and on the Thursdays, I'll probably be a little bit chilled as well. But there's a lot of times I've noticed as well where he would, um, if, if, for example, he was doing a bit of shape like with the team for the game on Saturday, and then there'll be a, a, a ball and, and a channel and a striker chasing and knowing I'm coming and he would he would blow the whistle or something like that to just stop it and go through another <laughs> another another scenario because he sort of knows what's coming. Um, and to me, to be fair, like that's it's like a skill in itself. I always see it like a skill. So there's not a lot of players prepared to do what I do, and you know, and that's probably my strength to the team. To be fair. Someone said to me when I said I was speaking to you today that um, ask Gabby if he actually learned how to tackle on concrete. Is that story true? <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. Um, that's, that's the story when I signed for Orin. Uh, at, I think I was 13. Um, and that was what he said. He said, I'm signing you because I've never seen anyone tackle on concrete. We used to train on like a, a tarmac, but it was basically concrete. I don't even think it was safe when I'm thinking about it, you know. But yeah, I was sliding on there. Um, I've done a few tackles on there, and, and that's why Martin Link that already signed. Wow! See, that's what that's the, the nickname, the Wall, has come from concrete. That that season obviously went perfectly in terms of obviously getting promotion. Charlie Lee scoring the the winner at Colchester, speaking to Chaz, and he, he was sort of always oh, lived off that moment, I guess. To be fair, so, <laughs> yeah, um, right, yeah. <laughs> when, when I say to people, "What do you remember about that game?" Everybody mm. seems to say the same thing: Charlie scoring. Mm doing Klinsman's live on Soccer Saturday. Is that pretty much, because it, it was 1-0, but there wasn't much else going on in the game from recollection. No, I, 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 saw, I, I remember the game quite, um, quite. I remember quite a, a lot of it, to be fair. Because because it was a clean I, sheet, I, Gabs, that's why. Yeah, it was a clean sheet. Uh, or the first thing, uh, we couldn't, I knew we couldn't concede that game, you know. Uh, we, we defended so well. I, I, I've never seen a replay of it, but I do remember it, and the gaffer was very complimentary of of the way that we defended um, after the game because it was a perfect defensive performance. Um, everything was in order. We kept them out. They were so comfortable um, in that game. And it was just, I was thinking to myself, why didn't we do this all season? <laughs> we just were good, we're gone all season. And then that game, I thought it was the perfect away performance. Um, and then obviously everything else took place after the game and you know waiting to confirm and it was it was it was a surreal moment and I would I would put that up I'd, I'd say that's one of my best moments in my career that I'd say that's 
very, very close to the top because it was it was like I came I came on loan, I signed, and everything just went perfect. It, it went the script. How quickly after that game did you book a booth in Halo? <laughs> I think I've done it half time. <laughs> so everyone's had it. was just it was one of the games because the champagne was on ice. Everything you know, we knew we had an opportunity to seal it. Um, and I think we had a game next week, didn't we? Mm. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to get it done done with. I think we deserved it. Um, and it was just the perfect way to to sort of end it. The journey back was epic. Uh, the night was epic and the following weeks were epic as well. So it was, it was the perfect sort of uh, thing to happen. And by then I'd settled in Peterborough and, you know, I was enjoying my life completely. So it was, it was sort of the start of something that I knew would be very special. What does it mean to me when people say you've signed on loan with a view to a permanent? Is there yeah. any point during that six months where you have to actually do anything? Did you sign the paperwork at the end of the six months? Was it already done and just not uh, in a folder? No, I went back to... Um, I remember going back to Fulham uh, for a few days, I think it was, um, to sort of, because they had to agree a fee, and, you know, Barry Fry moved the goalpost here and there, <laughs> you know, he wanted, to, he wanted a bargain and they, they sort of were holding out. So, but I knew, like, I told them that I, I want it done. So there was no problem with that. So it was more, they had to sort out their end um, and I had to sort out my own personal terms and, and Darren um, really pushed for me to get the best sort of deal I can get. Um, to make me as comfortable as possible. He gave me exactly what I wanted and, you know, a place, uh, sorting out my my living arrangements and everything and looking after my children, the schools and all of that. So he, he was very instrumental. Everyone talks about personal terms and people have agents. Did you have an agent when you did the deal? I can't remember whether you did it yourself or whether you had uh, I don't. Me personally, the only time I've ever used an agent is when I moved to Fulham because that was, I've never... Uh, been in that position where you know it's gone from literally uh, League Two to to the Premiership, so it was that's the only time I've ever used an agent. With with other things, I do, I do myself. I'll, I think I'll get a good feel for the place and and sort that myself. You, you like on Dragons Den? Are you like no, I'm out. No, I mean I mean with Peter, like I say, it was it just felt right, you know. Um, so it, we've never fallen out over over terms or things like that really to be to be fair um we, we, the only times i've ever had arguments with darren and changing at half time or after the game or you know but it's quickly sorted out we sort of just because everyone wants to win so that's the only thing that i think we could um have different views on but in terms of peterborough football club no nah, that's i will never really cause any problems or or um disagree with much because i, I want to be there myself you know so um, obviously, that next season didn't work out as we wanted it to because obviously there was loads of change of managers. Um, I mean, I'm interested as someone who had a little bit of experience, albeit compared to the others, probably um, not as many as some. But because you had so many managers during that period of time, when I spoke to the players during that time, they all said it was very hard. The team spirit dis dis uh, disintegrated a little bit because you know different managers bring in different people. How, how were you trying to not run the dressing room, but how do you keep a dressing room? as secure as possible when people are coming in and out every day? No, I did run the dressing room. <laughs> no, I mean... I mean you got relegated, uh, Gab, so you didn't do it very well, <laughs> did you? <laughs> no, I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, but for, with me, I'm one of the people that just get on with it, you know. Um, there's been so many situations, and especially, like, with myself, it's, it's enjoyment, you know. I've come from Congo, like, 
could be so so much worse, you know, um, back home. So with that, it's, I don't see it as any pressure or anything to to um, to sort of get disgruntled about. You know, you just get on with it. Um, it's your job at the end of the day, and you've got a form, and there's people that are working all week. Um, looking forward to the weekend to sort of let let some steam off, and you know they they depend on us to perform. So with that, yes, it's hard. Um, I mean, on uh, a lot of young players. I remember the team being so young. I was young myself when I arrived, you know. So it was it was, um, but I was one of the older, experienced ones at the time, still, you know. So it's tough, but I think um, the experience just stands you a good step for the future because. It's not. It's not um, usual that a lot of managers come in and out, and the managers were so different as well. It weren't like there was maybe someone similar to Darren that came in and sort of just took it the next sort of step. It was completely different person, one complete uh, different personnel, completely different change, changing playing styles. So it was it was tough in that sense, but I, I think a lot of lads learned from it and they took what they learned from it and they took it very well. It, it was a very young group. It was a very young group and. I think we just, the changes were too much and we sort of saw the, the, the goal, you know, when we, the first time we went up. We weren't as prepared as probably we should have been. Um, but I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say and say we didn't enjoy it. We enjoyed it. We were still a family. We were still training hard. We were giving everything we got. So it's just one of them things. Did, did the managers get you as much as Darren did or, or did, were they a little bit want, not wanting to change you, but did, were they looking at different things in the game rather than just allowing you to go on and do what you're best at? Um, I wouldn't say they did, to be fair. I think I think the only person that's probably... I think Darren asked for a lot with him. And, and to be fair, I, I, I'm probably a lot better than people think. <laughs> you know? I maybe mean, ask the players. Like, I'm not... Like, I think I overdo it. Like, when... Obviously, when when I defend, I defend properly, and I defend. That's my passion. So I think that's why it looks like I'm so the nonsense. But I, like, if I got time, I could actually, I could actually do a little bit, you know. But I think it, with me, it's more. When I was younger, I got caught on the ball maybe a few times. Or so for me, it's like my job first to defend, and I defend. And if you go back maybe to the era when I was growing up, defending was like that. Serie A was on Channel Four. Uh, and that all they did was 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 defend, you know, and let the uh, the ball player sort of do it. So I think learning that growing up um, sort of made me like that. And then obviously football transitioned where defenders essentially midfielders. Yeah, that that following season, obviously when Gary Johnson left, we were conceding a lot of goals. Obviously scoring a lot of goals. There was some high moments and some awful lows, like the, the Charlton game at home. I, I remember when we got battered five. Brighton at home when um, I think he had the blue and white flags flag day and um, we lost three 0 to them. They bumped us off the park. What what when when Gary left? What were you thinking at the time? Were you thinking, yes, let's get Darren back, or was it a bit of a shock when he did actually walk through the door? Um, I wouldn't say it was a shock. Um, he sort of gave me the impression that he 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 was he he weren't as in it at the, at that period. Um, uh, there was some you know some things that were going on as in like when we was losing uh sort of his team talks weren't as you can kind of I think as an experienced player you can kind of see when it's coming to to the end or if it needs something to click you know and and for me as soon as he he sort of left uh, I weren't too shocked um and the only answer in my head was down you know there, there's no other answer for me there's no one that knows the club inside out there's no one with that sort of affinity with the club and I, I just felt that he was the right man from the get-go 
Did, did he say to you at that time, we're going to get back into the championship now? I truly believe that we're going to get back into the championship. Or was it a case of let's see how we go and see if we can build? Or was it, it was almost, yeah. it almost felt like when he came back that it was all going to click back into place quite quickly. Yeah, yeah that was not that kind of person. You know, he'll come in and say, look, we're getting back in the championship. And that's what it is. You know, it, it's not, he doesn't do the, we'll see how it goes and then see where we are sort of thing. He, he's the sort of person that sets his targets high, very high. And you've got you've got to maintain them targets. If you don't maintain them targets, you're out. You know, it's it's that simple. You know, and uh, um, I think that's why he kept everyone so consistent because you you'd have players that were consistent every single week because he does not ex accept anything less. And I think it was it was pretty obvious. Um, yeah, he's just one of them people. I think that make it very clear what his objective is, and that he's he's accepting nothing less. And there's no way. Um, He'll keep you in the team if you're not performing. It's as simple as that. You, I remember you had a, an injury in that campaign. You think you did your shoulder, didn't you? And then somehow miraculously um, <laughs> made, made a comeback. Were you? I, I know it sounds a strange thing to say, but medically speaking, um, mm. do you look back at that time and think, "What on earth was I doing?" Or was it just pure adrenaline that you wanted to to get out there? That it doesn't really matter about you know your defender. You're going to get injured. Just push yourself through it. Yeah, you're about the final, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the se the semi, I thought when I did it in the semi, I thought, you know, like it, it looks like a bad one. And then when I saw the doctor, the club doctor, he said that nah, this is, it's not right. And he didn't want to. Uh, I had to actually sign a piece of paper to say I'm doing it off my own back. You know, um, Darren called me that that night as well, where we lost the first leg um, and K Don, and said, look, I need you uh, for for the next game, uh, he told me to just follow Sam Bulldog everywhere. <laughs> so he said, he said, literally, just follow him everywhere and just make sure he doesn't get kicked um, in the next game. And in my head, I just knew, look, I have to do whatever's right to um, to make it. Uh, there's no, I was getting treatment. That's all I was doing. I didn't train uh, up to the game, didn't train. Uh, and uh, the doctors were fully against it. The physio was having a heart attack on the side. <laughs> it was just one of them things. I just thought, no, I'll get through it. I'll have an injection before the game. Um, so I had an injection before the game. I had an injection. I think I had two at half time. Um, and yeah, I was, I was fine. But I, I mean, like I was sat on the. I remember sitting at Old Trafford on the on the uh, medical bench and literally just getting injections put in, taking tablets and whatever but I think I my adrenaline I knew my family was in the stands and I just wanted to you know to be out there to be fair. I suppose you're, you're probably one of the very few people that saw that team sheet when Huddersfield put it in and thought oh damn it Jordan Rhodes isn't playing <laughs> because obviously they're <laughs> Benny Capobo up front I think and probably from a physical point of view the last thing you wanted. Yeah I mean like for me when I, for me I know a lot of people talk about Jordan Rhodes and, and players like that and obviously he had a great record at the time as top scorer but for me, it was more my mindset when I play against players that ain't physical at all. Is as long as I'm like I see them in the box, and I've got contact with them in the box, then they shouldn't cause me any problems because I win everything in the air, and I should be able to sort of bully them uh, during the game. So when he wasn't playing, and I saw uh, Benick, I saw um, is it Alan Lee, is it Lee? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I, I thought, with him, I've had a few. A few tear-ups, so I thought, yeah, today I've just got to be on top of him, um, sort of uh, dominating, um, and we'll be fine, you know, because if I remember that game, they, they did put a lot of balls into the box, but we defended 
pretty well because I watched them. Um, I think there's a clip on YouTube for 15 minutes mm. uh, of the game. And it was intense. And even when we scored, we, just keep, we kept going. But yeah, it was um, good to see the team sheet. Uh, when I saw it, yeah, for me, I was probably the only player that was thinking, oh, I better roll my sleeves up and get out of and, and Obviously, the, 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 the game ended brilliantly. The three goals, the fantastic celebrations that followed. Um, were they better than the year before? Or was it, uh, I mean, we were up in Manchester for the weekend pretty much, weren't we? So I'd imagine you had much contact up there, didn't you? You couldn't ring the club to get in there, surely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I have. We we had we had another very good night. Then. I mean, um, we've um, in terms of the game, it was yeah, it was kind of a strange game. I mean, like we, they, I think we was under a bit of pressure before sort of the last fifteen minutes. You know, it was under a bit of pressure. Like I said, they were lumping balls into the box. It was kind of they changed their style sort of to um, to sort of like confuse us. I don't know what it was, um, but we dealt with it very well. And we always know that the longer we hold out, the the front three will will sort of tear them apart, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, before we talk about individual players, obviously that next season went really well for us in terms of you know consolidating in the league above. How did you find the step up the second time around? Nothing. I, I was I, personally, I was a lot more prepared for it, and um, I sort of took it upon myself to warn the other players as well. Uh, obviously, I had, I, had a, I had quite a big influence in the change room. Um, and sort of, I think we had a different mentality, you know, before I think we, we were just very naive, I think. Um, we went there and expecting it to be the same, uh, but I think we, was, we had a lot more solid performances. Um, we had, there was a few good away days where you need to grind out them results. And I think it was just that you could see that we'd learned, we'd learned our lesson. Um, and we didn't get to, when I think, before, when we was losing games, uh, we was getting too down about losing games. I think we moved on quickly with these ones, and the the the, the wins were good. There was a lot of times where we was not far off the top the top six, really, mm. um, where it was probably a win away from four. Four it was so close, you know. There was a lot of big games, and I think it was just enjoying it a game at a time instead of fearing the worst. Or even when we kind of had little scares about getting dragged back in, I so we sort of enjoyed it and. I think the manager as well, there's a lot of things that he does and he takes the pressure off the players. We'd have a lot of team bonding things and the team spirit just stayed really, really high. And I think that was the difference. I must mention, of course, the year before, the motivational DVD with Adele, one and only. Now, just literally yesterday, I spoke to the gaffer and I asked him to do a Spotify playlist of his yeah. 15 songs. Yeah. I mean, there's some... I mean, I don't think it'd be your, your type of music. <laughs> <laughs> Adele, nah. Adele has made it. And when I speak to players like Tom Irwin, obviously Boyd, yeah. they all remember that song. So was it the case that the video helped? Was it the case you'd never heard that song before and it just sort of stuck in your mind? Or was it just the fact that it got you into the right frame of mind? No, I think it was a bit of both, you know. I mean, uh, um, I, did, I hadn't heard of the song, so... You'd, you'd no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really like uh, into that sort of thing, but I think the video with the song, um, now when I hear the song or anytime I've heard the song since, that comes straight in my head, you know, and it's, it's just, I think it was the right thing to do at the right time, you know, and we needed that and that was probably, it was an, I wouldn't say it was the reason, but it was an extra push, you know, to sort of a little bit more motivation and to sort of see how far we've come as a group. And where we need to go, and I think it was it, it it clicked with a lot of players. Everyone was kind of very emotional with it, and it we took we took that within us, and I think it just gave us that extra percent to to go an extra mile. 
obviously stayed up that season in the championship quite comfortably in the end. Um, the following season, again, you know, he got off to a very slow start, but we looked in a position whereby we were going to stay. I remember beating Sheffield Wednesday. I think Maka scored the, the free kick. Um, yeah. And there were so many permutations that would to go against us. But I guess as we look back, that's, that's football in its cruelest possible um, form, isn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. I'd feel that's probably the unluckiest thing I've ever been involved in, ever. You know, and it's still hard to sort of speak about it today. You know, you look back and you just think, what if, what if this happened, what if? And it's just, I, I guess it's just how it goes, you know. And you learn from it, I guess. And for me, I think, I think maybe, I, I don't know. I think if, if we'd stayed up that year, I think we could have kicked on. Um, Again, you know, but it's just been, it, it was one of them things you can't explain. It, it, it was, um, it happened. Um, and obviously a controversy in the other games that, that were going on at the same time as well. So, uh, like today, I still find the words so hard to, to, to explain um, the disappointment of, of that day and just how hard it's been to talk about it or to go through that feeling again. Um, because I just think we deserve to stay up because of our run, I think, up to from New Year or Christmas to the end, I think was was unbelievable. So we've given ourselves a great chance. Uh, the points tally was enough, really, uh, to stay up, really, in any, any other season. And it was just, it was a cool thing. It was like, it was just meant to happen. Was it, was it hard to get over? I know it was hard for employees and fans and, and obviously the gaffer as well. Um, did you feel that summer was a long summer? Yeah, it was a, it was a long summer, but I think... Um, uh, the, the gaffer did well in trying to lift the spirit straight away. He knew his objective. He he sort of told us to get over it and, you know, we'll, we'll um, bounce back, really. Uh, so I think he, he did his best, even though it was probably very hard on him as well, you know. So he tried, tried to sort of uh, lead us to, to believe that, you know, we come back and we fight for our places again and we can kick on again. And But I think it did sort of, it was a blow to a lot of people, you know, and it sort of uh, took the wind out of our system a little bit, you know. It was, again, the team was still young um, and to get over something like that was difficult. Yeah, and, and I guess people were always going to leave when, when you come down from the championship. Um, you obviously took around a little long, longer after that. Did you have the opportunity to move? Was there, you know, yeah, I mean, moving? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I was uh, at a contract situation. Obviously, we've been in the, in the championship um, and I saw that uh, I was offered a, a longer contract, um, but obviously because we moved down the league, it, it would have to be on less. Um, so that was sort of a little, not dispute, but you know, just had to analyse a couple of things. Um, I was in the last year of my contract, so I sort of held out um, with that to sort of see, see what what was going to happen. Um, and obviously, the the rules at the club were if you're in the last year of your contract, you've got a chance for this. And that was all right with me, you know. I, I, I know I, if if I'm given the opportunity, I'll play the games, um, and I'll earn a new contract if needed, you know. It was, I always find it interesting with the players that play in international football as well. Obviously, in the championship, you obviously get those international breaks. In in yeah. League One, was it actually hard? I mean, it, it, people on the outside look and think, ah, Gabs is obviously going to go off to wherever he's going to go off and play football, and and that that'll be that'll be it. You you were someone that actually cared quite a lot about the club football, so mm. much so that you obviously ended up quitting international football. Was that hard to, to sort of juggle a little bit? It was very difficult, you know. It's, it's tough as well because uh, 
like I care so much about the club, uh, Peterborough. Like I, I know people sometimes speak as a cliche, but Peterborough, like, I genuinely cared for the club. It was like home, you know. So I, I've always felt like that. And going away and then knowing we've got a game at the weekend, um, then I wouldn't be there. But usually I'd think, look, look, this is my team and you're coming to my turf and, you know, we're going to make it hard for you. And that's sort of my mentality throughout my time there. So it's, it's, it was hard leaving, uh, going and playing international football, but it was just, that's my country at the same time. So it's like, it's like going to war for your country, you know, at the same time. So it's, it's, it's like two, two things on the same level, you know, and, and I had to make both sides happy, really. So it was, it was tough. Um, and the problem was sometimes when I went there and I came back, because it's traveling, I'd get injured or, you know, so I know how frustrating it must be for, for the gaffer uh, back at Peterborough. And then I know as well how frustrating it is for the gaffer for Congo when I'm declared injured by Peterborough. So it's like, I just had to try and juggle it and keep, keep, keep both sides happy. Were, were injuries um, always going to happen the way you play? <laughs> no, no it, well, to be fair, I've had everything at, at Peterborough. I think I've had the broken toe season. Um, where I was, I literally, I didn't train all season. I found count on one hand. I think it was five times I had full training sessions, you know, and the rest it was just managing uh, my fitness and in the gym the whole time. So that was pretty painful because I was, I don't know if anyone knows, but I, on my, I'm size 10 feet, but on my left foot, I had to wear size 12. <laughs> just for my and Darren personally was going to get me the boots, you know, to, to wear on my, on my left side where, where I broke my toe. So that was painful because, I was told not to not to play, or to, I was supposed to have a an operation, which was supposed to leave, uh, not allow my big toe to bend. So I, I declined that and just played through the pain the whole season. And that that was the desiccated shoulder. I'd say that because there was a point where it kept popping out, popping out. Um, but I'd pop it back in for the next game. And we, obviously, the, the doctors actually were testing um, my head as well to say that you actually all right you know, because of the injuries the sort of injuries that I sort of played with uh, I usually came back really quickly from injuries that I should never come back for but I think that was just more the love for the club um, because believe it or not for any other club I've not done the crazy stuff I've done for, for mm. Peter it's, um, it's weird because some, some people can form relationship with supporters quite quickly and quite easily you seem to do that very easily, not just with your performances, also engaging on social media and all that kind of stuff. Now, there's been people since that have done that and it ha people look back on that time and haven't had that same connection. What, what mm. makes you different, do you think? Why, do, why, why is there such a relationship between the two, two yourself and the supporters? You know, I think because I try and portray myself very normal, you know. Um, there's a lot of, like, when I, when I look back at myself, um, like, my favourite player was Patrick Vieira. That's, that was my hero when I was growing up and if he was reaching out to me on social media and giving me advice or talking to me or just getting me through the day, that would make my, that would give me probably the extra boost that I need to, to do what I want. So for me, it's, it's more when I'm in town, uh, when I was in town at Peterborough, when I was in a coffee shop, when I was, I, I remember sitting, uh, going out for a meal uh, with my missus and the, there was people on the other table and they were, you know, they were secretly sort of taking pictures. I asked them to join me, you know, so it's, it's things like that. Like, I think just normality, when you see me, like, I try and be as genuine as possible and as as normal as possible, you know, not thinking I'm better than anyone or, and just engaging that way. And I think that's what makes people uh, sort of uh, just have more of a connection to me. And I think, I think in the sense that I don't, 
I just I, I literally would have a drink with anyone and and would would talk to anyone you know and I think the the sort of more level I've got like the 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 sort of more exposure I've got I obviously have to watch sort of who I let into and my sort of life but I think on a general if you meet me down the road I'll have a conversation with you like I've known you for 10 years it's not it's not no different um in terms of your departure obviously you, you um I think I can't remember what season it was you left, but you you left and then came back on loan. Talking about your departure, was that just the end of the road? Was it like a, like a the relationship had kind of run its course? There was no real massive breakup. You didn't cheat on anybody. But you just got to the end of, end of the time. No, I, I was in the last year of my contract and I hadn't um, agreed the the extension. Uh, and I had a brilliant offer from Greece, you know. Uh, to go to Greece and for me it was just like you know you know when it gets stale a little bit um I was playing the same but it, it was just not not like I felt like I needed a change of scenery and I think there was no massive conversation um club inquired uh to Barry I think it was and the deal got done quite quickly um you know because I think Barry knew I wouldn't sign um at the end of the season and it was just I think it was best to sort of to, to sort of do what's best for me and do what's best for the club is they can you know they can cope without me at that time I felt I, I didn't feel that I was anyone to be fair at the time it was quite a stale period um, if, if I remember correctly uh, the club weren't doing great um, I was I wasn't doing I don't think I was performing to the best um, of my ability as well and I think that it just it was just it was the right time to sort of um, to part ways in that time yeah um, you came back like a, like a boomerang. I mean, most of the most of the people that have had success, Mikel Smith, McLean, obviously Boydie now, um, yeah. Tomo, um, have come back. Is that purely because you you love the environment? It was an opportunity that you felt that you couldn't turn down. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was in Greece for six months. Uh, did very well. Like I was the the only thing is the football in Greece was great. I mean, just the outside. It was the outside of uh, the environment. And I remember that when I was there, they offered me a two-year contract within four games, I think it was. Uh, so I had a four-year contract on the table. No, two-year contract, sorry, on the table uh, within four games. And, uh, and, and I, I was probably going to sign it. Um, but my son had an accident uh, while I was out there. Um, and then I saw the, the hospital facilities and just how it all worked and I just thought I, could, I can't really commit to mm. living like this you know um all of that them kind of things sort of played into mind and then I remember following Posh um they had a that was the playoff year with Leighton Orient mm. uh, so I, I was I, I came back the season ended early in uh, in Greece um I came back I watched both games um I remember watching the game actually. I was I was in a caravan park. I don't know what I was doing <laughs> in in, uh, in All Hallows. I think it was uh, yeah. I was I was actually that was the first leg. I remember Brick scoring. That's mm -hmm. why I remember celebrating that. Um, and then I went to the game at Orient. Um, yeah, yeah, they got me like a section, like a box in that in that game. So I, I watched uh, that game and I was heartbroken in that game. You know, I could like it was. I remember Jack Baldwin. That's the first time I've ever seen Jack Baldwin. Yeah. And I thought he was outstanding in that game. That's, that's all I remember. Uh, I thought he played really, really well in that game. Um, but yeah, I was heartbroken uh, that time. And I, I just left um, my club in Greece and they expected me to come back um, 
after the summer, but I hadn't signed anything. So I was sort of weighing up my options. I had an option to go to Scotland, um, to go to France. And then uh, Barry, I, I was having a conversation with Barry. I don't even know what it was about. He called me randomly. Um, and we had a conversation, but not about coming back. Just He was just checking up on me. And then a few days later, he called me again. He said he's had a discussion with the chairman, uh, Darren. And Darren would want me back in a heartbeat. So then I spoke to Darren. And he sort of, he mentioned that game as well. And he said he, he felt that if I was in that game, uh, it, it was missing sort of that leadership in that game. And I think that sort of touched me. And I just felt like, yeah, I'll, I'll make my decision. I think I want to come back. Um, and then over the next few days, it got sorted out really quickly. So. And then obviously, again, it was almost like the championship again. Managers sort of came and went. I remember you played a starring role in a, in a panto that was done behind closed doors. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it, it was just <laughs> quite, a, quite a surreal time, I guess. And, and, and I suppose, again, when it came to a natural course, you were probably thinking, well, you know, there are other opportunities out there. Let's, the football's a short career. Let's see what happens. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I actually enjoyed the second time. Uh, quite a lot as well, you know. I mean, it was sort of back home. I felt I was back home and back to my normal life. You know, I'd only been away for a few months, uh, so it was just like I've been on a long holiday and come back for for the next couple of years. Um, yeah, it was very, it was interesting. I mean, some some things that went on. I mean, it was different. Um, but again, I was just. I think at this moment, because I was getting older as well, it weren't everything about the football. You know, it was about things I was doing in the community. Uh, things about giving back and it was it was more that kind of thing and then on the Saturday obviously make sure I performed but I think I was focused on other things as well around the club not just uh, not yeah. just uh, about playing yeah community was very important to you actually I think you they didn't probably do awards back then in terms of playing in the community but you probably won it pretty much every year that you were with the football <laughs> club it was it was sometimes you people, people think that we force players to do stuff and we say this, that and the other. And yes, there might have been the odd occasion where you text me back and go, oh, please come on, get someone else to do it. That, if, if I'm being brutally honest, that was very, very minor. Um, you genuinely wanted to get involved. Was that something that, you, I suppose, from the background that you've had, you, you just wanted to, to do that and, and, and give back a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, with, with, with community things, I think with, um, I, I like to give back uh, anyway you know because i feel that it's important i think we we've got a role with where um we're role models to people um people look up to us and i've earned probably more than a lot of people you know so for me it's it's, it's about giving back and giving people the opportunity to sort of have a better life and if you can if you can do that and it don't really it don't take much for me to to make someone's um, life a bit better. Um, I think it's, it's a no-brainer for me. And the background I've had as well, um, I know there's a lot of people in need. So for me to, to do you know, a few minutes here and there, um, giving back or putting competitions on my, on my Twitter or giving things away or creating things, creating a little, a little gathering for kids or things like that, it's not, it's, not, it's not a lot for me to do. And it's something that I'll continue to do and I take very passionately. Ryan Bennett says he owes his career to you. What do you say to that? <laughs> I think he's right. <laughs> no, nah, nah, Ryan, Ryan was, it was a good time uh, playing with Benno because uh, we complimented each other so well uh, that I, I don't think I've ever had a partner where I just think we just clicked uh, instantly. Um, I knew what he was good at. 
So I let him get on with that and he knew what I was good at. So there was, it was the only times it was, I think we had one little where, I think I did my teeth grab to his head. <laughs> we had something like that, where, we, where there was a ball, I think, down the middle in between us. And the thing is, I, told, I always tell Ryan, if the ball, like, if the ball's in my area, don't come anywhere near it, just throw it behind me. But that's just in case. Um, so, and then I say, if, if it's sort of halfway between us, let me come and come for it. And if it's clearly on your side, yeah, you go win it. But I think that day it sort of came in between us. And I always know that that's my sort of region <laughs> to, to get that he was in the way. So <laughs> I took him out as well. But that's the only time I think we've had this communication. But with, in terms of, um, Everything else. I always knew where he was. He knew where I was, um, and that was it. We knew our roles, and I think that just worked wonders. And I, I, I think he's like communication-wise and just knowing telepathic. It was literally like we just we knew where. Literally, we worked like we was on the street. Last couple of questions. This is this is like the um, the, the real yin and yang here in terms of you know you've got to pick one. Yeah. Boyd or Tomlin. <laughs> what just pick straight or explain the reason yeah I think you're picking a team who's in the team Pick Boyd or Tomo I'd always uh, technically if that's my kind of style Tomlin um, but I'd, if I was a gaffer I'd pick Boyd because his work rate is unreal um, he's got all the ability in the world but he's he doesn't forget uh, to, he's a grafter he still grafts and he's he's unbelievable at that so I'd pick him just maybe just on the fitness side, he's one of the fitness players I've ever seen. Gail McLean or Mikel Smith? <laughs> That's impossible to think because in their prime, in their prime, McLean was, yeah, was devastating and Mikel just don't stop. Gail's clinical. Uh, I'd go for McLean, I think. Oh, sticking loyal to your friends. Um, <laughs> I mean, how, ple how pleased are you to see Mendes Lang doing his stuff now? Because we yeah. we always had conversations, and it was always conversation in the dressing room. But so if the penny drops here, this player yeah. can be anything he wants to be, and he, he sort of got to the level, the slow sort of slow way, sort of a tortoise style. But he, he's shown what he can really do now. Yeah, he's um, is I'm just really pleased for him. You know, I, when I see it, I just think yes, we knew you had it in you. You know, and finally it seems like you. You're taking everything seriously um, to where it should be, and then you see his Instagram posts he's in the gym. He's working hard. He looks great. He's in shape. So I think for me, it's just it's it's nice to see. You're kind of looking like for me, I look at it like it's my son, you know, and I, I you know, he's finally made it, you know. And even when I played against him, was it last season in FA Cup? Uh, he was at Cardiff. Yeah, he was, he he was um, he was unbelievable in that game, and we had a good conversation. We swapped shirts, and it was just like. I'm so happy for you, you know. Um, who's the, uh, the the toughest opponent you ever faced in a posture? Is there anyone that you remember thinking, oh, God, not him? Is, is there anyone no. that sticks out in your mind? I don't know if anyone remembers it. We, we used to play Leicester quite a lot. We had a little rivalry with them. Mm. Uh, uh, it was Howard, did you remember? Yeah, yeah, Steve Howard, yeah. yeah. I remember him out before a game and we sort of lined up against each other and it was like, oh, not you again. Because <laughs> literally every time we played each other, someone's bleeding. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so I think not in the sense of, of, of technical or anything like that, but for a battle, yeah, I think he was sort of my biggest nemesis. I think he was tough um, in the championship we were playing. Andy Carroll is, is tough as well. Um, I'll say them two. 
them mm. to yeah and, and just finally obviously looking back on your posh career you must look back with a lot of pride and a lot of um satisfaction that you know it, it's as you say it's a club that you hold dear to your heart and often when people make loan moves they go back and potentially never never remember them but you you will always remember Peterborough for so many reasons yeah I mean it's 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 hard to explain you know it's an affinity that has never gone away you know um since I was a posh I've moved on to different clubs uh but it's always the first result I look for uh posh um I'd still be in contact I still talk to the chairman to this day um so it's 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 just I can't explain it but it's I don't think that's the end of the road for, for me and Posh like you know I think it's going to be manager in the future Gabs yeah <laughs> no, I, don't think, I don't think I'd do that's the thing I don't think I'd actually want to be a manager I'd, I'd sort of I'd like to give back uh to the community uh, around Peterborough and just to the fans that still contact me every day like my inbox is full every single day you know I get contacted constantly um, I mean I haven't really been on social media lately uh, too much because I've got so many projects to work on and I want to stay concentrated on it but every time I check sort of my social media it's always posh fans uh, even when I've been at, at different clubs I get more from posh uh, to this day than the clubs I'm at and at, at the clubs I'm at it's the, it, at the time when I was at Swindon I, I was getting so many messages from Swindon fans because I built something quickly uh, with Swindon but with posh it's still it's still home and that's where the heart is still